according to the math on the podcast site, I have six minutes to record. And in one of the recordings, I said that I've been talking for six minutes, which should be enough. Just trying to continuously expose myself to time and numbers and real-life experiences, use all the things I know as a teacher to sort of dampen whatever this anticipation and dread in is. I can identify it, so describe the triggers. What is the thing that's making that prompting event so elevated? The prompting event being the thing that creates the trigger. So what is it that I'm anticipating? Well, first it's touch, touching things, lifting it, the weight of it, seeing the sensory, the visual, that's words that pop out of things, that's the memory associated to what I wrote. It's the pattern and the organization and the timeline that I created. Maybe those aren't the right words, but I remember if the worst thought, oh my gosh, this is it, I would choose to write it on a shard, just anything that I could find, or a piece of yellow paper until it all ran out, those being the first notebooks given to me in the DBT at Northwestern Memorial Hospital. There are so many conversations I have to finalize and close because so many people did not respond. So eventually you have to either give up on it or realize, no, you can't give up on it because you can hear your own voice saying, this is the issue. I'd like to know more about this. When they pass you on to someone else, when you aren't great at tech, let's say, so now I need to go through my voice memos, excuse me, voicemails to double check because they might have called me. And if they called me, then I apologize. I made a mistake. The goal of all of this is to confront and face really horrible, let's not say horrible, scary, terrifying people, not because they think they're terrifying and scary, but because they like their power, their control. They don't want to be called out. Since the words were, I throw everything I know about a person, that being they know that I have a a disability issue with certain things, and I can be purposely triggered being a victim of violence, domestic violence survivor. Pretty obvious, the board of directors who yelled at me tag-teamed each other as one asked me to be in a Zoom meeting afterwards and is never on the meetings anymore because I think she knows I'll probably call her out for something. Anyway, I bumped into some neighbors and, man, were they chit-chatting with me and I'm thinking, I don't know you very well. I haven't spoken to you guys in over a year. I avoid you. I stay in my home. I asked you, are you willing to stand up for residents and survivors of victim violence in this neighborhood? And that's unfortunately me, and I'm on the board. I need you to show up for the meetings, and they didn't. They have questions and concerns, problems, and they asked me to just fix them. Would you like to know how to do a ticket? And they don't. So now I'm stuck in those loop-de-loops. So yes, it's true. If you purposely know how to trigger someone, or if you're not the most open, honest, not honest, open, flexible-minded, open-minded, patient person who can't have their own triggers anyway. Oh my God, you're triggering me. Everyone has PTSD. I don't think so. Or if you do, I hope you deal with it and maybe we can have that conversation since that's the thing that ends it. Having somebody listen, having somebody take the time and energy and also assess what's going on quickly and suggest a suggestion. How hard is it to offer someone a cup of coffee or a sandwich or something to eat or a little time, social time? Hey, you want to come to church with me? I've said this to so many homeless people. (laughs) Only two have attended, but good for them. I don't know if it's something that they thought was bizarre. I don't know if they thought 
I was asking them for this, to this, or this was just a way for us to continue communicating, since how do you build trust with people, complete strangers, homeless people? How do you do any of this? Well, you do it safely, very slowly, as much as you can, and then you stop when you are done. The people that have been most disappointed, unfortunately, I think are the ones that will never honestly truly know what they did because they're so stuck in their own cycles of selfishness, seeing only themselves, and truly probably just needed a friend, which I tried to do. Treat you like a friend. Treat you like someone who's been someone I've known forever that I don't question. I don't look down. I don't judge. I can't judge, by the way. And I can't do that anymore with people. I just want to get this project done. I want to make those phone calls, write those letters, have those follow-up conversations. And like I said, end trauma for everyone, not just some. Thank you. That should be six minutes. All right, I'm done for the night. Now I'm going to get ready packing because that's the next step. Plan for the next day, the hardest thing that one has to do when they struggle with these functional, invisible, developmental issues that everyone takes for granted that I used to be really, really good at automatically. All right. Thank you so much. Goodbye.